0: Special music I've chosen this morning. I was going to try and do something a little different. See, I'm, I'm dabbling in the recording business, I guess, and uh, trying to do some work with Dave eventually. But um, I wanted to play, I'm going to play, Oh, When Shall I See Jesus? And if you want to follow along, it's hymn number 448. But this was my original plan. Yesterday I tried recording. Remember how many of you uh, were here when Bob... Skilton and I did our little duet thing. So this was one of the songs that we had done at that time, only I was playing the baritone. Well, I tried taking that same arrangement, recording myself, and then playing along with myself, but I couldn't figure out the technology, so you're only going to have to listen to one of me today. (laughs) I'm going to read for you the words of this hymn, because I think they're really awesome. How many of you are looking forward to getting off of this earth? Oh, when shall I see Jesus and reign with him above, and shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning, and from flowing fountain drink everlasting love, and shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning? Oh, shout glory, for I shall mount above the skies when I hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Gird on the gospel armor of faith and hope and love, and you'll hear that trumpet sound in that morning. When the combat's ended, he'll carry you above, and you'll hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Oh, shout glory, for I shall mount above the skies when I hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Our ears have heard with transport the host of heaven sing, and shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Our tongues shall chant the glories of our immortal King, and shall hear the trumpet sound in that morning. O shout glory, for I shall mount above the skies when I hear the trumpet sound in that morning.
1: Our scripture reading today is from Psalms 22, 1 and 2. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and I am not silent.
2: My phone uh, my watch says uh, negative two degrees. And I did not say nothing to Jasmine yet. So. <laughs> you know, I, I think that when she comes here, God's also going to warm her up, like He has with me. So she she uh, she tells you all greetings. She she's wanting to be here already. So and I also want her to be here already. And uh, I think time is passing faster than well, actually I like that. You know. Uh, on the fourteenth of February, it's going to be twenty-eight days till uh, we get married. So I'm excited about that. And um, this week, uh, not this week. Oh, actually, yes, this last week. Um, you know, I, I want to tell you something. And God is is bringing people. By the way, can you hear me? Okay. Testing. There you go. Can you hear me now? God is God is great. I mean, he is bringing people to his church. There there is a lady that I'm visiting with and she came to church. Um this is in Rapids and uh she, you know, I wasn't there when, when that happened, so they told me about her. She, they took her information, and then I called her, Say, hey, you know, thank you, for call, uh, thank you for visiting our church and so forth. And she just said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And uh, the next Sabbath I was there, and we, I sat down with her, and she's just telling me, listen, um, I've been, and she just told me a little bit of, of her life story. She's been uh, in certain denominations, but now she's finally reading the Bible And she's finding out the Sabbath truth. She's finding out what prophecy says. And she's like, and she's just wanting more and more and more. God is coming soon. And God is bringing his people to his church. And I just just take that and I'm just, I I get so encouraged because, you know, I'm not doing anything. It's God who does the work. And it's God who will bring people to his church. But this Sabbath, we're, and we begin this new series, Can you, do you know what the series is going to be about? Relationships, and it's the whole month we're going to talk about relationships, a, ma- a mess worth making. And so a little description about what we're going to be talking throughout this whole month is ma- mankind is defined by his, relation, he or, his or her relationship. Did you also know the word one another are used 59 times in the New Testament. Love one another, forgive one another, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Make good on the blessing God gives you, and you will find yourself making good on the relationship in your life. How we relate to one another has the power to transform ourselves, our relationships, our systems, and our world. Let's pray. Father, use me, Lord, send your spirit, have your way, in Jesus' name, amen. A, mer- a mess worth making, we're going to try to tackle that today, this morning, and build upon throughout, throughout the month, and so imagine with me, you're at a grocery store, you're getting out of your car, and suddenly you, you hear this couple uh, arguing, and, and, and it starts with, you know what, you're always right. I'm always wrong every time. It's my fault and you seem to know everything and have everything figured out. Next time the other person replies, "Next time, you know what? Tell me more, please. Just just tell me more. Tell me everything that I have wrong. I would like to know more of how I do things wrong." And she says, "It's every time. Why can't you just listen to me? You don't even have a clue of how much you hurt me when this happens. You make me feel like I can't make a single mistake." replies, well, you always do your thing and whatever I speak, it's like you, it goes from one ear to the other. And he replies, why does it always have to end like this? We are now here. I simply took a wrong turn. I'm sorry. As you eavesdrop eave at this conversation, does it sound familiar? Or, or ha- have you felt the hurt and disappointment of a relationship? Have you been th- disappointed by others, or have you been the one to disappoint others? You, you you realize that your your dreams and shatters are shattered as you realize that you're no, that no relationship will deliver what it could. Relationships can get messy, so why bother? Your family now, another scenario. Your family now is is at a restaurant and you're having a good time, and suddenly you have. a a certain a couple next to you and and the conversation starts thank you so much for uh taking care of the whole thing of of this week I mean you were so good to us uh you you took care of the kids and 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 right when I was busiest with my workload and everything you were patient with me you you let me work and 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 I just want to take this time to appreciate you and 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 just Thank you so much for everything. And he keeps going and saying, you know, who would have thought that this friendship would develop to something beautiful? And and the fact that how we solve our problems just gives me more courage to find out that whatever comes our way, God will help us. You you eavesdrop at this conversation and and, and hopefully you've experienced this, maybe not in the same similar words, but you've experienced some sort. You may not have used these words but I hope you have experienced this beautiful relationship of encouragement. Look back in your life and think on the moment you were glad you did not go through life alone. The moments when you were supported by a loved one, a friend, or a a church member or a brother and sister in Christ. The moment when, when someone showed you grace and patience after a failure. Or the moment when someone wronged you and you were able to forgive. Yet other moments... When things were so hard, so bad that you had to part your ways, broken relationships, tears, hurt, pain, memories that still remain. I get it. Relationships can be messy, so why bother? Why bother if things don't always turn out the way you expect? You see, I remember one of my best friends. Uh, it, it was I was about twenty, twenty-one years old, and there was you know the 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 year has passed, now they're looking for new uh, leader ministries, and I'm sitting in the, in the what is that? A nominating committee. Uh, I, they chose me to, you know, choose other people to serve for the, for the Lord in that upcoming year, and, and, and we're discussing about Pathfinders. I mean, th- my friend, he, he was so in love with Pathfinders. I mean, he did everything for the Pathfinders, and he thought he was going to be the next leader, and so I'm there. And they're having discussions and so forth, and, and his name bring, it comes up, and, and, and they just start saying things, and, and next thing you know, they're, they're not even considering his name. And I'm like, what's going on here? And, and next thing you know, they consider my name, and I, had, I didn't want it. I did not want it. I try to say no. I started to steer away. But when I saw that, if, if, if no one stepped up to the plate, the church, the church will not have Pathfinders for that year. I love Pathfinders. So I said, if, if this is what God is calling me, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I invited my friend over to, you know, we went to Burger King to eat. I kind of explained to him what had, had, had happened because I knew he was going to be a little hurt. I thought it was a little hurt. For a year, he did not talk to me. He thought that I had betrayed him. He thought that I, I wanted that position. Have you ever experienced something this way? Where you had a best friend, and because of something, it ruined all the friendship. I get it. Relationships can get messy, so why bother? Another time when I was in Puerto Rico in college, there was a, a core group of us. We were really good friends, and uh, we would go out uh, Thursdays. Uh, school ended Fridays. We would always have him off, so we would go to the beach and, you know, have fun. And, uh, and, and we would just, you know, play soccer. We loved playing soccer, we, the beach and everything. I, I mean, it was a great time, and, and suddenly one of, a, one of our, our friends decided to date and, of course, as good friends as, as we were, we, we looked at the girl, we knew who she was, and we, we tried to tell him, hey, listen, please, just, just think about it. Take, take some time and, 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 and just weigh all your options. And, of course, he was already head over heels for her, and he did not listen to us. And sooner or later, he stopped hanging out with us on Fridays, and he stopped playing soccer with us. And, 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 and soon, it, it be, that, that girl became his world a couple months later. He comes back brokenhearted. We didn't tell him, oh, we, we told you so. But, but we, we, we got him in and we, we kind of helped him in. When, whenever he stuck himself in the room there, we kind of took him out. And after a while, he had felt betrayed and, and he had felt like he, was, he had lied through. He, he had been lied through this experience. After a while, my friend wondered if relationships were worth a risk. And I ask you, are relationships worth a risk? Some of our deepest hurts and some of our deepest joys have all been in relationships. There is two worlds when it comes to relationships. Sometimes we wish we were alone and other times we were glad we had someone by our side. One thing for sure is we all have this have been shaped by the relationship by relationships. Take a journey back in memory lane there. Think about the type of relationship of your family while you grew up. I'm going to ask you some questions here. What was a way to resolve problems in your family? Did you ever see forgiveness in your family? What did you talk about during, the dinner, during dinner with your family? What was, what was your home? Was your home a safe haven or, or a place you, had to, you, you felt that you had to walk on eggshells? How did your family treat other people? You see, answering these basic questions will determine and, and help shape who you are and how you relate to other people. And as I look back and, and I think of my, my, my own family, I, I get to, to see something that relationships can get messy. So why bother? See, as, and it comes to a point that we settle for superficial relationships, We settle and don't dig deeper to connect with others because we have been hurt, because we don't want to get hurt, and we want to avoid a lot of pain. Sometimes we even force ourselves to be at peace with other people just to avoid conflict. We allow the stain of sin to settle. Yet God does not want us to keep settling for these type of relationships. God wants each and one of us to enjoy relationships whether it be with our loved ones, our our family, our our co-workers, our church members, whatever type of relationship, God wants you to enjoy it. C.S. Lewis, and look look what he says. I mean, it's amazing what C.S. Lewis says, and he puts it this way. When I have learned to love God better than my earthly dearest, I shall love my earthly dearest better than I do now far as I learn to love my earthly dearest at the expense of God, and instead of God, I shall be moving towards the state in which I shall not love my earthly dearest at all. When first things are put first, second things are not suppressed, but increased. Powerful and i find myself putting second things first and because i do that i suppress first things and i be, i i make what god established to be a blessing relationships and i put that first and then things go wrong and and, and i find myself and i and i hear uh and i know and, and i don't know if you can relate to this but sometimes it's hard letting go of moments that uh, that moments of of hurt it, it's hard to to Sometimes you become defensive when challenged, avoiding conflict of fear. You become someone who gives up on relationships that could be healed. Uh, You you, you start gossiping about people. You you doubt God when our relationships are messy. You you get mad at people when things don't go your way. Uh, You pursue comfortable relationships and avoid difficult ones because we put things that are not supposed to be first, first. Are you this person? Relationships can be messy, so why bother? And then this morning, God wants us to focus. In. And I'm going to give you eight things that the Bible says what relationships are. And so the first one is this. You see, we were made for relationships. When you jump to Genesis chapter 2, we see that God created Adam, but then he gave Eve to him. But it wasn't just because he needed Eve. It was because God designed humans for relationships. We were created to be community-oriented, as God is. We were created to be social, as God is. The second thing, in some ways, all relationships are difficult. Think about that. In Genesis chapter 2, God creates a beautiful relationship. You jump down to Genesis chapter 3, and we see that the relationship that he has created, the community that he wants to create, the other-centered love, now is shattered because they have fallen into sin. And now that couple is blaming each other. That, that Now that couple is saying, Lord, because you created this person, I did this. Step step a little further, in chapter 3 and chapter 4, you see that the brothers are now quarreling and and so forth. And what happens as a result is that one kills the other. Murder happens. And as we go down generations to generations, we see that that the relationships that God meant for community and and love and other-centered love has now become something that has no meaning to people. Look at our world today in our country People fighting against each other. People only siding with each other because they believe in what they believe in. Because you don't believe with what I don't believe, I don't like you. What type of relationship are we like? Do we want to cap- uh, cultivate? I get it. Relationships are messy. So why bother? The third thing, each of us is tempted to make relationships the end rather than the means. You see, because, because Adam and Eve's vertical relationship with God would provide the foundation to their horizontal community that they were supposed to experience. But sin broke that, and we tend to make people more important than God. The creatures that God created to reveal His glory became, be, become instead the glory we desire. But there's a fourth thing. There are no secrets that guarantee problem-free relationships. There are many methods, and I'm not against those methods. I'm not against counseling and so forth. But the only way that I see that Scripture says that Christ alone is the one that's able to fix our broken relationships. You can find methods. Methods help. But only Christ can dig, dig deep into the heart of humanity and bring out that which is wrong with us. Only God can do that. Christ alone. The fifth thing: at some point, you will not you will wonder whether relationships are worth it. Relationships can be messy, so why bother? Verse uh, six, point number six: God keeps us in messy relationships for His redemptive purpose. Have you ever wonder why God doesn't make a relationship better overnight? we may conclude that if he really cared, he will fix our problems and our fix our broken relationships. So that way everything can go away. You see, a difficult relationship is a mark of his love and care for you and I. How so? What we don't know, or what we don't see when we're having relationship problems or, or broken uh, relationships is that the messiness of it reveals our heart, reveals our weaknesses, reveals our pride, So that way, when God does reveal that to us, through our relationships, we have the ability to choose the Holy Spirit, to redeem us from our weaknesses, from our pride, from our stubbornness. So God uses relationships as a redemptive work in your salvation. But there's more. The fact that our relationships work as well as they do is a sure sign of grace. Despite the sinful nature that we have and carry, despite of all the problems that we can have, God is able to work out our relationships, and that is a sign of grace. And, and you, you know, all these points here may sometimes be discouraging, but, but there's one thing, and we're going to focus on that this morning, It's Scripture offers a clear hope for our relationships. Turn to your Bible to the t- key text, Psalms 22. You see, thank God that He gives us hope to our sin problem and our relationship problem. Are you thinking, or you may be thinking, we have a big problem. There are broken relationships, sure. They can be messy, yes. Do you feel at times that relationships can take a lot to maintain? Have you ever experienced the cruel side of a bad relationship? Let me tell you, this is a fact. This, this is a fact. The shattered relationship between God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here in uh, Psalms twenty two it reads verse uh, Psalms twenty two one and two, My God, my God, why have what? Forsaking me. Ha- does these words sound familiar? Who said these words in the New Testament? Jesus, being inspired from God, knowing this scripture, repeats Psalms 22 while he's in the cross. Because God, for the first time in his life, the Trinity, the Godhead for the first time, are now feeling a separation of a relationship that they've been holding for eternity. And God, knowing that his relationship is now being broken with the Father and the Spirit, says, My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Think about this. He's at the cross. Nails to his hands. Nails to his feet. He no longer feels the presence of God. He no longer feels the presence of his followers. No other relationship has been so broken No other relationship has tasted the cruelty of sin. The Godhead is there. Here is the God of the universe. Here is the God of the universe, willing to be broken, willing to shatter his relationship to reconcile us. And here's the matter. Christ had understood that the only way to reconciliation between humanity and for humanity was at the cross. He said, Father, I am willing to break our relationship so they can be reconciled with us and with others. Here is the God of the universe willing to be shattered into pieces. Here is the God of the universe willing to be rejected so our families will have reconciliation. Here is the God of the universe willing to be the one to be abandoned so you and I can enjoy loving relationships. Jesus was willing to be ridiculed so that we can enjoy godly relationships. Here is the God who is willing to be crucified and named King of Kings so that our church community and our communities around us can experience peace. Through his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus brought us reconciliation. Restoring what was lost in Eden, he enabled Thing, he enabled us, and now because of Him, we can now put first things first. And He wants us to fall in love with Him so that way we can love others. But we like to do things backwards because of sin. We love to love others, and we neglect to love God, neglecting the fact that by loving God, He will help us love others. Our society is a reflection of that. Because they love themselves and they love those who agree with them. They've neglected who God is and what he did for them. We don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. Who are you and what are your, your relationships looking like? You see, C.S. Lewis comes to this and that's why he says, Christ restores first things first, so the second things are not suppressed but increased. It is a growing experience that we talk about. It is a loving God above it's loving God above above else. Then and only then can we truly love our brothers and sisters. Then and only then can our relationships flourish and be established and reconciled. Then and only then will God help us be humble. He will help us forgive and not hold grudges. He will help us be gentle and kind, to have compassion, to love one to love those who are who wronged us. It is a work of a lifetime, and God has given you and I the privilege to experience this. With the relationship you hold, what is it like? Are you you magnifying the relationship that you have with Christ above all else, so you you, you can have peace with all others? Or are you magnifying that relationship with humanity rather than God? How is your relationship? Relationships can be messy, so why bother? You know the answer to the question? Because God did. Let us pray. Father in heaven, relationships can get messy. Relationships can get tough. But Lord, you have reconciled with us and with humanity. Lord, as we take a look at this month of What it means to have a relationship and how to forgive, how to commit. Lord, I pray that our focus to restoring relationships may be first to restore our relationship with you. So that way, the domino effect, which will that have, will be to help heal our broken relationships with our brothers and sisters. Father, why bother? Because you did. We want to thank you. We want you to help us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.